Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting experts straight talk in your ear. These podcasts deliver great interviews with industry leaders and Zweig Group's three decades of invaluable research, leadership, management, marketing, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop personally and professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I am here today with none other than Mark Zweig himself. He's been away for a couple of weeks, but we finally got him back in the fold, and we're going to have Mark join us uh, for this episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. We're going to talk about some really interesting topics that I think are going to be um Germain to anybody that is running or is part of the leadership of a design firm and will kind of help you start thinking differently about how you approach your business and how you do what you do on a regular basis. So, Mark, it's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good, Uh, good. Appreciate having me here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, a couple of weeks ago in the Zweig letter, you wrote an article on differentiation in a crowded field. And so why don't we uh, talk a little bit about that? There are a couple of areas specifically um, that you highlighted were important to consider and think about when it came to how you differentiate yourself from the rest of the competition. Um, you mentioned pricing, you mentioned HR strategy, information sharing, bonus program and marketing. But why don't we, why don't you just talk overall? all about why why you even wrote this article in the first place what what kind of spurred you to to want to bring this up i wrote it because there's just a, 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 you know so many companies that all look the same yeah they're what 90 100,000 whatever it is it's 100,000 i think design firms yes yeah um so there's there's just uh, you know so many companies out there and they're all so similar yeah um why do you think it, that is? I just think everybody seems to follow whatever the other guy did that started their company, who did things the way the first place he worked at or she worked at. Yeah. And it's just, um, and, and people are very risk averse. And so they don't want to do anything that hasn't been done a million times before. It has to be proven. So they just do everything the same way. Their right. marketing looks the same. Their office looks the same. Their hours are the same. Their pricing's the same. Uh, you know, their 
the way they put their plans together is essentially the same. It's all the same. And so the result of that is the only thing they're competing on is is price. It's a it's a way to sort of, as some of my friends in other industries say, they call it a race to the bottom to see who's got the lowest price. Right. And because that's the only thing you can sort of differentiate yourself on is is the cost of doing business with with your firm. That's a terrible position to be in. It is. And it's you know it's crazy. And when you look at if somebody sends out an RFP, how many responses they get or you know it's just you better be thinking about differentiation it's a mature industry any mature industry means there are lots and lots of of you know clients and customers and there are lots of of uh, providers and the way you know to be successful is through being different from everybody else yeah and that's just not the nature of most people in this business they're professionals they're trained in their discipline. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, that's what, that's where they stand. Yeah. And it, it, and that's the way they do things. It's like, I, I like to call it and people laugh when I say this in some of the trainings that I've done, it's that old wineskin mentality that, uh, that kind of pervades in this industry and some things never change. It's the, that's not, that's not how we've always done things response and mm-hmm. uh you know you you hear that refrain over and over and over again and you wonder well when is change going to happen and so i think it's interesting so so kind of break it down why don't you give us just you know and you gave us some some key points in that article that you wrote but you know differentiation in a crowded field as it pertains to pricing what are your thoughts on that specifically since well you it's that not up? i mean the actual price is one thing but the methodology is another okay you know, is it, are you doing stuff on a fixed fee when everybody else is doing it hourly? Are you doing things on a percentage of construction when everybody else is doing it fixed fee? Are you doing things, you know, trying to be different um, in some way that provides some sort of advantage to your client and yourself, I think is, is, is very important. I see people doing this in, you know, things like, um, design build projects where they've they've got some performance related compensation in there for the design firms and um, it's pretty interesting yeah yeah um you just got to be different why do it like everybody else that's all i'm saying It, it if you price like everybody else then you look like everybody else right right so and then you also mentioned hr strategies um that that can be employed to kind of differentiate yourself from everybody else out there. What, what are one or two HR strategies that come to mind that you can think of top of mind that really firms should be thinking about? Well, you know, there's a lot of, in my article, I, I talked about the whole idea of semi-annual raises, you know, or annual raises. Maybe you should be looking at people's pay quarterly. Yeah. Maybe you should look at it monthly. I'm not saying everybody gets a raise. There are people out there like, I can't give a raise every month, Spock. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I can hear it right now. I'm right. not suggesting that you do, but maybe you should. Yeah. And does it have to be, you know, 2000 bucks a time? No, it doesn't. Maybe it's $200. I don't know, but it's a, it's a sign to somebody that they're doing something better. I think, um, I and, think it gives and, people you hope. Know, and they're going to do better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it gives people hope too, in terms of how they're operating and that they're on the right track and that they want to keep going in that direction. So it's just positive reinforcement. But, you know, there's just a million different, you know, 
things I think you can look at. This we have one client that the entire firm is a virtual office. That's a different HR strategy. Yeah. We don't have to gather everybody together. They spent their money developing the communication system that they can use that allows everybody to work together remotely. Right. And uh, they don't feel they need to get everybody together physically all the time. Right. You know, and it seems to work for them. I'm not saying it would for everybody else, but it certainly would be a differentiator when it goes to to hiring, just like raises every month potentially would be a differentiator if you're out trying to hire people. Right. Right. I just think you need to think about things differently. Stop following the crowd blind, you know, mindlessly. So is it is it not, though, just as you you kind of going over the, these first two points, it's not so much a break the mold as it is just kind of really think about what you're doing and figure out what might resonate more with your employees. Yeah, right? maybe. Maybe that's it. But maybe sometimes you need to break the mold in order to do that. It can work. I mean, but we have some clients not, that have yeah. broken the mold as far as some of these items are, are concerned, and they're actually doing quite well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what about information sharing? I know this is something that's really important it's, to you. Yeah, it's still the same old story. Most companies, the owners are like, well, you know, we keep all this information. We don't share it with anybody. We give them bonuses once a year. They don't know where the number came from. They don't know how well we're doing. You know, if we tell them how well we're doing, they think we're doing better than we are, and they all want more money. If we don't tell them how poorly we're doing, they all think we're going out of business and that they should be finding new jobs immediately, And you know. So we don't share anything. They would understand it, whatever. That's all the old school thinking. Yeah. And, you know, the newer school would be that you really try to keep people informed on every aspect, every metric you can track as to how that business is is performing. And then if you do that, people feel better. There's more trust with management and they'll perform better because they know what the critical measurements are. Right. You know, so... Sharing everything. Yeah. Does everybody do that? No. Is it a differentiator to give everybody a, a statement that really explains how the business is doing? Yeah, I think it's a differentiator. It's still the minority of companies do it. Right. Right. Well, and I know we've we have practiced that for years. I mean, we've always put out an, a, a weekly re, a daily report, actually, and uh, it gets updated on a regular basis. So we know where we stand at all times. I actually think it's a morale booster, too. For people to see how the firm is doing and and you know what areas of the company are really growing and i think it's 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 quite helpful yes so i agree so tell me a little bit about uh your thoughts about a bonus program i know you 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 feel strongly about that and um and how you employ one i mean we we when and where possible pay a bonus here on a monthly basis if there is a bonus to be paid yes. um but you know some firms like to wait till the end of the year to give a bonus or something along those lines so it's 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 probably the same idea with that as well right yes okay. it's, it, it, the tradition is once a year with no explanation yeah and you get it in your christmas card or whatever so 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 walk up walk if 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 a, a firm owner is listening to this right now and he's like okay great well mark how would i institute a, a monthly bonus plan give give me the simple rubric that you would you would, would engage just be like cash basis p and l okay and you could pay a certain percentage out to all employees you could decide what that is at the beginning of the year yeah and then maybe you've also got another pool that goes to your sort of key employees Okay. In that you set that percentage and then their percentage, the, 
The percentage their salary represents of the total salaries of whoever's in the pool would determine how much money they get. If the place loses money on a cash basis, it rolls into the next month, and that has to be made up right before you pay anything out. Okay. And, you know, what does that do? It gets everybody focused on, you know, we got a bill, we got we to gotta do stuff, we got a bill for it, we got to collect it. Right. If we do, we share in the rewards immediately. If we don't? <laughs> if we don't, we don't make any <laughs> extra make money. Yeah. Everybody likes it. You want to get a couple hundred bucks? You want to get... 500 bucks, you want whatever this month, or did you like it better when you got nothing? Yeah. Okay. It, 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 it's, I think it connects people so much more closely with the performance of the enterprise that it's, you know, and people appreciate it. There's no mystery. Yeah. To the program. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, you know. It can be, though, if you're really performing, it can be a lot of money. Right. Right. Uh, but if not, if people would rather have a lot of money than a little money, then they need to make it perform better. That's the whole idea. I think it's it's one of those things where you just it's like priming the pump. The more the better you do, the more the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah. You know, and as, if people see that and you can taste it, you you can you can taste a little bit of it every month as opposed to being told, "Hey, we'll see you in December and we'll take care yeah. of you then." It's like but that wow. takes a lot lot of faith. Right? Yeah, exactly. It may not happen. It may not happen, especially for younger people. They you know they 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 definitely would probably yeah. prefer to get something now as opposed to later. So I hear a lot of people they'll object to that and be like, "Well." No, you know, we want to give something big once a year. Okay, well, you know, the experts would tell you that's not generally best. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, yeah. you're too far away from whatever happened. It's There's too long to wait. Yeah. Why do you think that's better? Yeah. More yeah. frequency is better. It and gets it, people more tuned in to the performance so they don't have a crappy year. Right. And what if the firm had had a, a bit of a, a stumble towards the, you know, the, the end of the third or early fourth quarter and it, with the hopes that we were going to pay something big at the end of the year. Yeah. So all this, all that goodwill that was built up is now gone. And then you have nothing to show for it come well, the December. Other, the, the flip side of that would be, though, people would say, well, what happened if you lost money? Then you didn't, you shouldn't have paid out the money that you paid out. Right. Okay. That's the, the flip side of that. But I, you know, I think if you're decent managers and you're doing a good job, you're going to be able to manage all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the advantages are far better than the disadvantages. Okay. Again, though, it builds trust with management. And when you go to hire people, if you tell them you have a monthly bonus program, think how different that makes you sound as an employer, because very few people are doing that. Yeah. Most peer firms of the people that are listening to this podcast don't do that on no, a monthly basis. So. They don't do it. They're doing the stuff the same old way. Yep. Whatever yep. it is, it's all the same as everybody else. Yeah. And we sit around going, we shouldn't be considered a uh, commodity. Well, you treated yourself as one. Right. You made yourself a commodity yeah. by the way you do business. Yeah. So, and then finally, you mentioned marketing. Um, what in your mind would be one of the the main key differentiators for you uh, in a crowded field from a marketing perspective? What would you do differently? There's a million different things. I mean, I think having different hours, maybe being open on Saturday, being open earlier and later than somebody else, a brand name that people can remember. You know, CH2M Hill was a great name. I was surprised that Jacobs dropped that. I yeah. was talking with one of my friends at CH2M Hill last week, and he was telling me how 
they are no longer anything to do with CH2M Hill, at, uh, you know, at Jacobs. And I thought, wow, that's dumb because yeah. what a great name. Yeah. CH2M it was a good- Hill, it sounds like some chemical compound. Yeah, it is. It it's is. Like, what the hell is name. that? You know, I yeah. mean, have a different name, be different, have a, have your stuff look different. Have different graphic image from every other firm. I, there's just a million different ways that you can look different. Look at your website. Do you have mug shots of everybody or do you have <laughs> candid photos of all your people? I mean, right. what are you doing differently? Yeah. I, 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 you know, go to Kit Miyamoto's site. He's got pictures of little Haitian kids in the school that they rebuilt with smiles on their face. What is Instead of, here is another building we did a seismic retrofit on. Not right. that that may not be there, too. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, what structural engineers have you been on, their websites, where when they talk about their work, they show people? Yeah. Nobody. Right. Nobody. Okay? Yeah. Be different. That sets you apart, for sure. And I think with marketing, it's marketing to me, and we've mentioned all these different areas, and in each one of these, a firm could really take some time and go deep in. But marketing is one of those firms, one of those areas that a firm can focus on early and often and get the biggest bang for their buck in terms of what they're doing. They can, they can make some minuscule changes. Um, they can, you know, change up what their website looks like. They can do some research on, uh, on colors and, you know, what, how colors make people feel and how they may want to modify the color of their organization in terms of looking at that. Cause there's some psychology behind that, you know, in terms of the use of color sure. from a marketing perspective. So, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot that goes into that process. And I think that, that you as an organization, um, if you're, if you're not a decision maker in your firm, um, maybe figure out ways to uh, broaden the horizons of the leadership by giving them examples of, of of what really attracts you in the marketplace. Maybe do some very focused um, um, studies uh, where you get some feedback from some of your key clients about how you are portrayed in the marketplace and what they think about your firm, just to get some information and ideas that can help um, further uh the plans that you might have to employ to change your marketing across the board. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not hard, but it's definitely something worth considering. What else? I mean, as we close out on this particular topic, what else, Mark, would you, could you think of that would be, you know, just something that's kind of overlooked and, and maybe, maybe it's, I don't know what, I don't know what, but I know that you've seen permutations of a lot of different firms throughout the years that have that have changed and that had made a difference for themselves but what 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 one thing stands out in your mind that is something that can really just can 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 really be a difference maker for an organization in the design space well better uh, this sounds, again this will sound silly most companies are local or regional in nature yep and that's just the reality of what they do why do they all have freaking white vehicles <laughs> with either black or blue lettering on them. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. You go to a construction site, you can't tell. Everybody's truck looks exactly the same, whatever. Right. It's so boring. Okay. Do something different. Paint yours light purple. Right. Paint yours bright green. Paint them bright blue. Yeah. Put a giant logo and name on them. Do it tastefully, but brand them. I mean, why not? Yeah. 
Yeah. Why not? I, we have some, you know, we got some clients. They they listened to my advice and they painted all their vehicles silver. I'm like, good lord! If there is another color <laughs> that is a non-color besides right. white, it's freaking silver. Silver. <laughs> okay, they look different. Than everybody else, oh, they look radically different. Okay. Yeah. Silver, what I wasn't what I had in mind either. Right. I mean, yeah, you've got to be bold, and and then just doing that. I mean. I did that once with a client of mine. We had him paint all his, you know, about 50 vehicles. It was an environmental consulting firm. I can't remember if it was either purple or light green. It was one of the two. I told the guy to do it. He thought I was crazy. And then six months later, he called me up out of the blue and said, listen, I, I listened to you. I did what you suggested. And we are getting an unbelievable reaction to it. Really? Calls every day saying, I saw you guys over there. You must be unbelievably busy. You're everywhere. Right. Whereas before, nobody noticed it. No. Okay. No. Now they were just more desirable because they were more successful. Yeah. It's, I don't know why people don't do it. Yeah. You could see a hundred white Priuses ride by, but if you saw a purple neon Prius ride by, you would remember that. I mean, it would stand out in your mind. So, or maybe it's not a Prius. Well, I mean, I'm just giving examples. Maybe you drive Fiat's or some damn thing. (laughs) Yeah. We had one client once that bought all vintage cars, David Evans, DEA in in Portland. Mm -hmm. One year he decided he was getting rid of all his Honda Accords and we had Accords at the same time. I'll never forget this. It was in the 90s. In uh, early 90s, we had Honda Accord company cars. But anyway, he went and bought himself like Studebaker, Avantis, and and old T-Birds and stuff. And, and he said, why not be different? Yeah. You know, now he had a lot of broken down uh, old cars <laughs> in his, in his uh, parking deck because right. old cars break. Trust me. I know. I, I got know. put down this weekend by my Lincoln convertible. But I, but I did figure out what was wrong with it. Oh, but, good. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, you know, he, did, he just said, we're just going to look different. Yeah. You know, and they grew like crazy. I they mean, did. They They're huge. Yeah. yeah, they are huge. So, but, you know, we can go get the, the white F-150 and just, you know, be like everybody else. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, there you have it, folks. I mean, Mark has definitely gotten a ton of ideas. I, I know there are other stories that he would love to share, but that just gives you a little snippet into the mind of Mark Zweig and, and ways that you, uh, as a design firm owner or leader or just a, as a manager at a design firm, how you can work out ways to differentiate yourself in a crowd and what is definitely a crowded field here in the design industry. So again, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of this Zweig Letter Podcast. We really enjoy having you guys um, come and hang out with us on a weekly basis. Remember, this podcast comes out at 12 noon every Friday, thereabouts. And uh, we're, as we get closer to the summer season. We're going to have a summer podcast schedule that uh, I'll be letting you know about in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, But that will be for the months of July and August. And have no fear, we will have great content coming for you. There won't be any delay in the great information that we have available for you. Um, Also want to offer up to you a free subscription to the Zweig Letter. That's right. 
we give things away for free here. So I have for you, you can get it right in your inbox every Monday morning at, uh, or every Monday at 12 noon, a copy of the Zweig letter. The Zweig letter is 12 pages of some of the best content for the design industry. It comes out 48 months, 48 weeks a year. And we have some outstanding uh, writers, both here internally at Zweig Group, as well as we've pulled in some of the best industry leaders to talk about the design industry from an architectural, from an engineering, from an environmental consulting, from a planning standpoint, and kind of just walk you through some of the 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 best things happening in our industry overall. And there's some really great writing taking place uh, in the Zweig Letter. Richard Massey's done an outstanding job as the editor of the Zweig Letter, and we certainly encourage you to check it out. You can visit zweiggroup.com and just click on the Zweig letter icon. And right there, you can register. All we need is your email address. There will be no spam. Trust me when I say this, you'll get the um, PDF of the Zweig letter digitally in your email inbox every Monday morning. So really want you to take advantage of that. Also want you to check out Z Learning, which is our new online learning platform. You can go to zweiggroup.com forward slash zlearning and learn about some of the classes that we are offering online. You can take them right on your computer, on your phone, on your iPad, wherever and wherever you can get Wi-Fi access and log in, you can watch our videos. And we certainly encourage you to check them out. And there are plenty of free videos online to just give you a sample of what we have to offer through Z Learning. So we really appreciate you. Um, listening to this podcast today. Please share this information with a friend. We'd also appreciate if you could give us a a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Zweig Letter podcast. It's available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify now. Uh, We're also available on Google Play and pretty much wherever you can find great podcasts, you can find the Zweig Letter podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. And we really appreciate you. We are trying to elevate this industry to another level. And uh, it will take everything in our power as well as everything in your power to make it happen and take the design industry to the place where it should be. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter podcast episode. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, In addition to information about M&A, strategic planning, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe now to the digital version of The Zweig Letter free of charge. Just visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe and leave your email address. Your free subscription will begin immediately.